0: PH-12 grown as a geometric rate. I can have a strike team ready within the hour. Everyone is scared. Good thing we like a challenge. Make sure she's dead. I'm coming for you. Shut her down. Oh. We fought the infection. We survived the apocalypse
1: now we face extinction hey everyone welcome back to another episode of below freezing with cj and micah i am the only podcast host who can short circuit satellites using the sheer power of my mind and presumably mac cosmetics cj
2: i'm micah (laughs) (laughs) i don't have any telepathic powers unfortunately
1: uh and this is a weekly show where we unthaw a different movie that comes in at or below 32% 32% on Rotten Tomatoes, I had to, I lost it, lost the plot for a second there. <laughs> I had to think you about
2: You brought it, it back, you brought
1: it back. I brought it back. And we are here um, to unthaw a movie that, you know, I gotta say, I really wasn't thinking about it, but as we sit in our respective apartments, terrified of the world beyond.
2: And the world within, if we're
1: honest. And <laughs> let's, let's be for real, for real. <laughs> Um what a timely film. Uh we're watching um (laughs) Resident Evil Extinction. And due to this, we are also subjecting you to return guest, Nevin P. Jones.
2: Oh. Subjecting Uh, them. Well, we
1: subjected the movie to him too, so we're subjecting everybody to him. Everyone,
2: we're forcing this on everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I don't know if we're usage. sorry or not, but it's
2: happening.
1: <laughs> I'm not sorry, cause spoiler alert, I like this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? <laughs> you like all of them. Wait, I is there like a one you
0: don't Yeah, okay, that's what I was gonna say. Is there a one I you do like don't all,
1: like? The one that I don't like as much is the next one after this one. Mm-hmm. Uh of the six, four is the one that I care the least about. But, um, yeah, this is the third installment of Resident Evil, the second installment of our uh, in-podcast series where we subject Nevin to watching all of these films, uh, or at least four of the six, because two of them do not fall under our purview. <laughs> Shocking, truly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which means that I will probably only... Mm, no, that's not true. I'm friends with CJ. Uh, of my own volition, I'm only going to ever watch the four... That fall into (laughs) purview because I've never seen any of them. I know nothing. Let me tell you, if I thought I was confused last time, (laughs) I was really fucking confused this
0: time. Yeah, you didn't like the what the Jedi powers that suddenly just I literally made it, and I was like,
2: oh, she's just got the Force now. Okay.
0: Yeah. No. Literally, like that is a that is a Star Wars scene of her being asleep elevating rocks and then waking yeah. up and being like oh shit
2: yeah no i was like oh we're in a star war now okay
1: now imagine like these movies coming out concurrently with like the original like set of games and then like you can't play as her in any of the games <laughs> so <laughs> before yeah before we jump all the way into it Micah, do you have the consensus and the score pulled up?
2: I do. Its score is 24%. And the. A criti- crime. <laughs> well, the critics' consensus <laughs> is. Resident Evil Extinction is more of the same. It's few impressive action sequences unable to compensate for the pedestrian
1: plot. And once again, as with the last one, I am not going to disagree. However. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, okay, so I think I think that this is probably my second favorite of all of the movies.
2: Which one's your favorite?
1: The first one,
2: because
1: mm. I-, I actually do enjoy the first one. It's probably and it's also the one that hews the closest to the games. I think, mm-hmm. uh, even though I think that the games in turn started healing closer to the movies as they went on. Um, one thing about this particular movie is that it is one i think the last time you got a general visual and aesthetic update to the movies uh the rest of the movies kind of follow the same sort of color palette and Visual ideas. This one is completely different from the first two movies. Everything, well, not all of the things, but most things are in the daylight and stuff like that. Proved very popular, popular to the point where the next game that came out after this movie was Resident Evil 5, and it took that same visual style and applied it to the games. And to be honest, when I say that I like this one uh, a lot, it's, I think, because of the sequels it makes the most sense and i'm not saying that it makes a lot of sense that doesn't i'm just saying (laughs) i'm just saying that it probably makes the most sense and also i think that you get a clear idea of what the movies want to do which is they are trying to give you bits and pieces of the resident evil world but then expand it Because a lot of the Resident Evil games take place in very confined spaces. One um, residential area, like uh, maybe a few city blocks or something like that. And this one makes the world a little bit more expansive. Mm -hmm. This movie makes the world a little bit more expansive. And I, I still think that, and it doesn't let the games take over. Even though it still brings in elements from the games. Speaking of which this movie introduces two big characters from the, the games into this film series and we have a resident resident evil <laughs> expert here to tell us about them so nevin please explain to us uh the my, my assumption is claire and wesker right <laughs> yes claire and wesker and the tyrant
0: well, that, man, I gotta say, that is So, at least in the previous movie Nemesis looked pretty much just Straight up like Nemesis
1: Yeah, and I'm that not, thing doesn't look at all like the Tyrant No,
0: all. Tyrant Tyrant looked real Like Luster in this, and I was like, damn You couldn't even get, like Just that part, because I gotta say As compared to at least the previous two movies This one is straight up, like The least Resident Evil of, at least mm-hmm. The previous two, because it's just like I don't know. We still got zombies. Here's two characters that have it, the exact same names. It's the least names. Resident
1: Evil until the Resident Evil games decided to become this.
0: <laughs> and then also, I, I was reading about it, and I guess Dr. Isaacs is based off of William Birkin, which... Sure. I guess that makes some sense. But also, Birkin was G-Virus, not t-virus and definitely not a tyrant look on your face and Birkin just turned into a g mutant and fuck it it i read that and i was like you know i guess that makes sense that's fine sure <laughs> that's all you gotta say is sure that's because that's where i'm left with it
1: okay so M- micah you haven't seen the first film yeah but through the ones that you have seen you've seen at least, like, I don't know, one-fifth of the first film because they keep flashing
2: back. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I, I kept thinking the entire time. I was like, man, I feel like a lot of this would have so much more impact if I had seen the first film because I could tell that it was from the first film. I remembered you talking about the cocktail dress
1: and mm-hmm. the, and the mm-hmm.
2: combat boots. So I was like, okay, so this comes from the first film because CJ talked about there being a stupid cocktail dress. Yes. Uh I didn't understand anything that was going on, but I was like, "Yeah, all right,
1: clones." Um, <laughs> yeah, so we open clones. we open in the house from the original Resident Evil film, which we are to presume is the house from the original Resident Evil game, and yeah, so so on and so forth. <laughs> Alice wakes up in the shower, as she does at the beginning of the first film, oh. and she makes her way through the house. And she opens a door, but it turns out it's an umbrella facility, much like the umbrella facility she escaped from at the end of the first movie and the beginning of the second movie. And uh, then she is killed by Sci-Fi Gadget. She she (laughs) makes her
2: way through a Sci-Fi version of an Indiana Jones movie where everything is booby trapped.
1: Yes. Also, they're booby trapped in ways that are... Easter eggs from the first film oh so okay. the lasers okay. and so she was they were traveling through the hive with like a team of soldiers and stuff like that and the laser thing uh-huh. is how most of those soldiers died Ah, uh,
2: my favorite thing about the laser thing was it started off with one at like waist level right mm-hmm. and her instinct is not to duck but to jump up to the ceiling Mm-hmm. Uh, and
1: plank upside down.
2: Uh huh. Yeah, I love that. That was her initial instinct. I was expecting her to duck, and when she jumped up, I was like, "What? <laughs>
0: <Or> why?" <laughs> when you have borderline superpowers, why not show off?
2: Why the fuck not? <laughs>
1: I mean, mm-hmm. if I
2: could jump to my ceiling, hell yeah, I'm gonna Spider Man all up in that bitch. But uh, ducking seemed the more efficient use of energy. But mm-hmm. whatever, why not? So I didn't recognize any of those Easter eggs. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but but she she is killed, and uh, Umbrella Corporation folks take her body and dump it into a mass grave of other Alice's. Um, it was a, uh, it was
2: an effective visual. It was, it like, was oh, a very effective. That's real creepy. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Gotta agree. Was a very effective visual, and we are sort of then just thrust into the film where Alice narrating as she tends to do in a lot of these movies tells us that they were not able to contain the Raccoon City outbreak from the second film and it spread to the rest of the United States in a matter of weeks and in a matter of months the rest of the world and um, now instead of somehow I don't really And I think this is a complaint we had from the last one. I don't understand how the T-virus works. Like, when I'm just watching them by myself... I don't care, because, you know, it's whatever. But it, i just trying to figure out what the rules of it are, especially because it does not they don't have a bunch of different viruses like they do in the games. Mm-hmm. It's just the T-virus. And it's so, so I don't how... understand how it made the world this uh, Mad Max. Uh, yeah, like, why <laughs> does it
2: make zombies and also apparently dry up water?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then, like, when it gets into nature, like, crows... And dogs, crows just get weird, bulgy, bloodshot eyes and super aggressive. And dogs turn into giant red lasagna monsters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I kind of the, liked their character, their creature design. <laughs> I thought it was spooky.
1: <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about the dogs. Okay, because... This isn't like the last time we ever see the dogs. The dogs are like a, a current or, or like a a big motif in the movies and the games. But like Alice is traveling around the Southwest looking for survival survivors, and she runs across this distress call for help at this radio station, and she goes in and she finds uh that the hills they sure have eyes, and <laughs> apocalypse hillbillies. Cause why not? got some
2: apocalypse hillbillies.
1: And uh, they, she kills one of them by kicking them in the face. Which uh, I feel like the movie is positioning as like a part of her superpowers. But you know, you kick someone in the right spot, you'll kill him. <laughs> sure will. I thought he yeah. was
0: just gonna bite his tongue off, but when the old lady was like, "He's dead," oh. <laughs> Okay, sure. I that makes sense.
1: So uh, they sh- they sure do knock her out and handcuff her and throw her into like a pit full of uh, full of zombie dogs. And this movie, uh, what? How would you des- How would you describe the action photography? Chaotic.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's chaotic's it's like the it's, word I'd use. It's like it's shot so as to show as little of the action that's happening as possible. You're not going to get
0: a zoomed out shot in, in these movies. They, no they're zoomed like, out
2: shot. No <laughs> shots of any close. of the blows connecting. Um, it's like they're only filming her movements between the actual fighting she's doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, come on, just get you a fight choreographer and figure that shit out. Like, that's not... I know that the CGI is hard, but... Come
1: on. So uh, she manages to make it out of there by uh, MacGyvering the building um, (laughs) (laughs) and causing it to collapse and for uh, the apocalypse hillbillies to be eaten by the zombie dogs. Uh, And then we are introduced to the convoy and special thing about the convoy. The convoy is carrying uh, several folks. Who are now a part, almost a part of the below freezing Hall of Fame. Yep. So we we have uh, the second appearance of one Ashanti uh, as she, she, she. Betty because she was in John Tucker Must Die, which we did That's last right. season. Oh,
2: and I, okay, I remember the other one too. That's right. Yeah, yeah,
1: and then Allie Larder yeah, as Claire Ali Redfield Larder. because she got beat up by Beyonce and obsessed. Mm-hmm and uh yeah, we're we're back in the swing of things with some of our old favorites, from Resident Evil Apocalypse, <laughs> like L j.
2: You say favorites.
1: <laughs> No, at least in that movie, he was funny. He
0: didn't even really get to be funny in this movie. He didn't get to do
1: anything in this movie but fucking die. He didn't get to do anything but be an asshole. Because he's, like, he gets bitten. And also, when you talk about rules and stuff like that, sometimes it takes people, like, a matter of hours to, like, turn after they've been bitten. Sometimes it takes them days. That never makes sense. And also, they, like, have him... We'll get there because I have a very specific problem with LJ. <laughs> but we'll get there. Uh, continuity wise, I like that he still has his solid gold glocks. Oh, yeah. No, I, I can appreciate that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that was that was a nice touch.
1: But other than that, we uh, see the return of Carlos Oliveira, played by Odette Fair. And we are introduced to, again, Allie Lauder as Claire Redfield. Now, explain to us Claire Redfield. <laughs> Because I mean, the movie sure didn't.
0: <laughs> the first time that she shows up in like Resident Evil 2, she's just looking for her brother, Chris, because Chris is a part of the S.T.A.R.S. unit that originally went to the Spencer Mansion in the first mm-hmm. game. With and, Jill
1: Valentine in her head-to-toe body armor.
0: Yes. And so as chaos is breaking out in Raccoon City, Claire's like, I gotta go find my brother. And she runs into Leon, and then that whole game, like you you can play through as Leon or Claire, and it goes back and forth. She also pops up in like Code Veronica and stuff, which happens Mm -hmm. in a completely different area on an island. So.
1: Yeah. So, oh, and Leon's gonna come. Wait until you meet, see who plays Leon. Don't spoil it for yourself, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the. Yep. So. We meet up with them. They've got a convoy of about 40-ish people uh, that used to be bigger, but they live in the dirt future and, you know, you lose folks. <laughs> so... <laughs> the dirt future. That's what these movies are called. They're, they're a very specific genre called <laughs> Upset White People in the Dirt Future. And they're very popular. So <laughs> we're in, introduced to all of them, including uh betty who is a nurse played by ashanti and she and lj are the only two black people there so they obviously are interested in each other and (laughs) and they uh go looking for supplies in various different places and lj uh gets attacked by a zombie and then bitten so here's my problem with lj Because really all you need to know in between that scene and the scene that I'm about to talk about is that um, the Umbrella uh, Corporation is still kicking around and they really want to find Alice because all of her clones are fucking up. So... (laughs) That's accurate. Then you get to uh, them stopping again to look for supplies. Uh, LJ has been bitten and has told nobody about it for days. Uh, They get then surrounded by a murder of crows yeah really on the nose
0: with that one Mm -hmm. (laughs) word
1: by a a a murder of crows that all have bloodshot eyes and are infected because they have been feasting on infected flesh and uh what i want
2: to know is Mm -hmm. how is this the first time that they've encountered crows that have been eating zombies like crows are all over the place zombies are all over the place how has this not happened yet
1: uh i don't know they've been driving movies. maybe they just haven't <laughs> seen them yet sure could be maybe so
0: i mean they make some comment on uh, when they enter las vegas of like where's all the people where's all the stuff and they're like the crows must have picked them clean or some crap is i feel like what they say in there so maybe the crows have just been chilling around in las vegas and they ate every single damn thing there and then they left yeah that's about as movie logic as I got for you.
1: Sure. Yeah. So um, uh, the crows are surrounding them and then uh, they start to attack and break through a school bus full of children uh, as the bus driver and poor Ashanti are uh, desperately trying to say to kids. And uh, oh, oh, LJ is also there. Now, can we talk about the fact that LJ was bitten? He seemingly very much cares about Betty, the nurse, played by Ashanti, who is here doing what she can. And he, like, does nothing to shield her, nothing to protect her. He has lived in this world as long as everybody else has lived in his world. He knows he is going to turn. He knows he is going to die. And he lets Betty sacrifice herself to save everyone else, even though she's completely fine. Betty, who was so nice, even though she seems to have this debilitating mental disorder where she can't speak like a normal person speaks. <laughs> I, she, she really was the least offensive thing in the entire movie. And then she gets to die. She gets to die smizing, though. Good for you, Ashanti. Um, she... <laughs>
2: What a, what a high drama, bloody slide down the window she had. I was like, good for her. I,
0: I'll, that bus transfer into the van sequence also is one of the things where I was sitting there and I was like, I know how in movies, guns seem to, you know, hold more ammo than they physically possibly should. That mm-hmm. tiny ass van held way more people than it physically possibly should. That bus was huge. And they were like,
1: everybody, in the van, in the van. I was like, it's... that van is a clown car. I was about to say, they got the van from a circus. It was in a deleted scene. They... <laughs> I was like,
0: how the hell are that many people in that thing?
1: <laughs> so um, they are about, they get as many people into the van into this small news van as they can, and by as many people, I mean everybody bought Ashanti. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. oh, Ashanti and the, the bus food driver.
0: guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who could,
1: who could shake food? Who could shake cans <laughs> of Cream of mushroom. How do you do that? Magic. <laughs> like,
2: why go to the effort of casting Ashanti if you're gonna kill her after 15 minutes? I don't understand.
0: It's that Resident Evil money yeah i
1: guess
2: Ma- maybe maybe ashanti <laughs> showed up and was like listen i'm gonna take your money i want to do two days of shooting and no more it's hot out here
1: I hope so. so two Could more be. days
2: i'm gonna go home y'all figure it out
1: she's like i just have to flirt with mike epps and then like uh hold up some label-less food cans great i'm good <laughs> and and then um i get everybody into the van and the crows start going after carlos and this unnamed young woman who uh if you didn't know the reason that some characters show up on screen and just don't talk even though they would be talking kind of Mm -hmm. in real life or screaming or yelling or saying thank you or something like that is because they're extras and you have to pay extras per word that they speak, basically. <laughs> so she, she is there uh, in this terrifying situation with zombie crows uh, and very little armor uh, or anything to protect her, uh, completely silent. And uh, right before she is attacked uh, with Carlos uh, by the army of zombie crows, they are stopped. <laughs> by whom, you may ask, Luke the Skywalker? no uh ray uh, uh, uh palpatine no not her either uh could it be a uh, 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 mike the baby yoda
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not him either it is one mila jovovich and a face full of fenty and also every close-up of her is has like digitally removed blemishes from her face
2: i did notice that can't have pores in the apocalypse.
1: But that's the thing. Like all of the other women in the movie have naturalistic for a movie makeup going on. Hey, the
0: T-Virus did wonders for her complexion. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That's the true motive for it. Did it do Um,
1: wonders? Because it looks like someone smudged her in Microsoft paint in some of the scenes. Yeah.
0: Someone took the smudge tool in Photoshop and they were just like, ah, Well, I started. I gotta keep going. It's fine. Me Just me blend it Richard's together. Face
2: walked so that Henry Cavill's uh, mustache could run. <laughs> <laughs>
0: did yes. his mustache really run? Also, like, it I don't did.
2: Know. It took the internet by storm.
0: The, the pictures of him now, like, in the Superman outfit with the mustache, I was like, keep it. It looks good. Yes! Damn. D- Listen,
1: <laughs>
2: I am, I, so I Skyped friend of the podcast, Megan, last night, and we had an extended <clears throat> conversation about how, frankly, attacked we feel by all of these men growing mustaches and looking good. <laughs> how fucking dare you grow mustaches and look good? And yes, I'm talking to you, Alex Gradette. You're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, we're, we're reintroducing Alice to the rest of the group, uh, who uh, we are led to believe uh lost contact with each other after some raid in Detroit that happened off-screen.
2: Oh, did we hear about that? I uh, uh-huh. missed all of that. She
0: she ends up saying something about, you know, I left you guys cuz Umbrella be coming after me And mm-hmm. it would put you all okay, In danger that.
2: I feel like mm-hmm. You know how I can ship a ship In two seconds or less
1: I would like to remind the listenership That uh, There were uh, A couple of characters On screen For less than three seconds Rip Jill and Nikolai
2: <laughs> <laughs> So like What can I say? It's a gift. Uh, This movie (laughs) wants me to ship Alice and Carlos so badly. Uh huh. Yeah. So badly. That's one
1: thing I didn't remember about the movie. They have a kiss towards the end of the movie, and I fucking haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in a very long time. But I remembered the kiss being like very like Lawrence of Arabia, like epic, (laughs) like sun in the background and stuff like that. And nope nada oh. it was the most hallmark television movie of kisses yeah
2: it was it was junior high kids in a play who the directors secretly ship so they make them kiss in the show that's the kind of kiss it was sexless. <laughs> <Ew. Yeah. laughs> um, i felt as ew about it too i do not i they're my anti-ship i <laughs> don't ship it at all is it because the movie wants me to possibly <laughs> but I don't ship it.
1: Uh, also notable performers: um, Spencer Locke, who was kind of a Disney Channel mainstay when we were coming up. She's in here as K-Mart. some young girl who's named herself Kmart.
2: Oh, she's <laughs> going apparently with the because eyeliner. apparently because
0: Claire <laughs> found her hiding in a Kmart and just called her Kmart, like she has a
2: name. <laughs> Not even a Target. A Kmart.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: Just a Mark. <laughs> Although I wanna say in a zombie apocalypse you probably don't want to be called Target.
2: <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> so- nice to meet you. I'm TJ Maxx.
0: <laughs> well, that just sounds like a porn name now.
2: <laughs> Especially since it has it exes. two X's.
1: Two X's? Um yeah, so uh, we meet Kmart, and then there is, uh, I believe, Mikey, who's played by I don't know the actor's name. He was that young man who was teaching uh, Amanda Seyfried all about her grandma and letters to Juliet. Um, <laughs> and- oh my
2: god! <laughs> I knew I knew him from something. I knew it wanted me to think he was a Disney prince for some reason. I just couldn't take it. <laughs>
0: Even in the apocalypse, he's got a Disney prince look to him.
2: Because he, it makes me want to, it, it, the movie wants me to think he's like a, what's the, what's the Australian guy's name that my mom likes that's in The Mentalist?
0: Simon? yeah, oh, yeah okay. It just, wants me to you think. You said Mentalist, okay.
1: It wants me to think he's a Simon Baker, but like. Who's that guy in The Mentalist? Oh, you mean The Mentalist?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wants me to think he's that guy but like not quite <laughs> he, he's the always save simon baker
1: so uh they're all together and alice is apparently on her motorcycle that she'd still have if she wasn't uh force floating it <laughs> in that one scene yeah
2: i did like the genuine frustration on her face when she saw she'd tanked her motorcycle and she was just like oh god damn it <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, okay. So we're we're Alice's met up with the group. I think we can take a detour to talk about um Alice's outfit. Okay. So Alice's outfit in this. Decidedly better than the one in the Oh, significantly.
2: Movie. But I have some specific notes.
1: And I bet you do. And I bet I know what <laughs> they are. Um but the <laughs> this is the if I had to m- pick a top 3 of her outfits in the movies. Uh it's this is probably number three Hmm. i like uh, but it it, i like it uh because i just i like buckles there's so many buckles there's so many buckles uh the second one also has this my, my number two which is um the one from retribution That one also has a lot of buckles, which I like. And my number one is the first movie, because we can talk about the impracticality of her doing all the fight choreography in a cocktail dress. The cocktail dress, the combat boots, and the leather jacket she has on in it, it looks cool.
2: Fair. Yeah, fair. And wasn't there, like, some reason she was in the cocktail dress? Like, she wasn't expecting the zombies
1: yes she she found she found it on her bed in her house uh, <laughs> before uh before soldiers came and took her down into the zombie lab
2: okay and then she encountered the combat boots and the low jacket like later and she was like i might as well accessorize." yes okay yes yeah see get, just give me a reason you know like jill and her goddamn tube top and miniskirt she had time to plan she knew what she was going into why the fuck are you in mm-hmm. a tube top but if you're not <laughs> because expecting because
1: she is In a video game movie and it is trying to very much recreate like impeccably the exact costume. (laughs)
0: Like this this movie instead does nothing exactly as any of the other Resident Evil games.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Claire doesn't have her Claire doesn't have her red leather jacket and like no one's really wearing stars outfits anymore and stuff like that. And Alice is just here to be what I could only describe as like a steampunk Western dominatrix. Yeah. And I, I, I still think it looks pretty cool. I just don't understand the garters. <laughs> okay. <I'm, laughs> the garters and the apocalypse. I'm <laughs> going to
2: make an assumption that neither of you mm-hmm. two have ever worn garters before.
0: Probably fair. Okay. Safe. <laughs>
2: I have. They are not a practical garment.
1: Why? You haven't just like decided to like just on a whim go to Vegas and like kick a bunch of zombies in them.
2: No. Although your steampunk car- uh, comparison was correct because it was for a steampunk costume party that I was wearing the hey. aforementioned garments. I don't just wear them on the regular. Um, they are not a comfortable or practical garment. But I can appreciate that she is, like, she's out in the sun, so she's covering up. I liked her scarf. Um, I don't know why she didn't, couldn't just put some jeans on. Because she's wearing, like, really short shorts, denim shorts, than with, like, the garter stockings. Maybe because they're cooler, like, temperature-wise. Mm-hmm. They're not cool. <laughs> but, like, temperature-wise. Um,
0: Stylistically cooler Come on um,
2: um, Her boots are fairly practical uh, I like her duster You know it's dusty That seems an appropriate place It's a good to duster, wear a duster. Um, yeah. Her tank top She has a mm-hmm. tank top um, Not to be yeah. vulgar Because you know We're classy here We're a
1: family, we're a family show, show.
2: Um <laughs> did they pad her nipples?
1: No, I think we talked about it in the last episode. She has like unusually Did we? I mean, we can talk about it cuz she's in she's in movies and she's nude she has like a un... She ha... <laughs> <laughs> That's a word for it, yeah.
0: <laughs> did, okay, but like did you also see her in the cocktail dress? It's about the same thing.
2: They just did that Angelina Jolie thing to her where they're like honing in, which I thought was an interesting choice. And again, granted, she is not as voluptuous as Angelina Jolie was in Tomb Raider.
1: Angelina Jolie is not as voluptuous as Angelina Jolie was in Also Tomb fair.
2: So it's slightly more believable that she would go without a bra. But just logistically speaking, it's just not a comfortable state of being. But she's also wearing garters, so you know what? Whatever. But I liked this outfit significantly more than the last one with the the knee down Mm -hmm. flare. That ended me. (laughs) this one i'm like you know what we're just going in on the mad max aesthetic and that's fine at least it has a cohesive aesthetic those stockings are really silly but they're not the silliest
1: it's mad max but make it fashion (laughs) yeah so it's also she has um this movie introduced uh these kukri knives oh yeah that she has Um, and they are, um, I think they're from Nepal. They are, yes. Um,
2: my sister got one for my cousin as a birthday present. They are a Nepali knife. That is what they look like. I saw them and I was like, huh, I'll have to tell Natalie. Uh, my dad has a teeny tiny one that he uses as a letter opener. Um, so yeah, fun (laughs) fact. Those are, those are Nepali knives. And I did think to myself, I was like, you know what? That's a relatively practical apocalypse weapon because when you're fighting <laughs> zombies, you don't want to make loud noises and draw attention to yourself and knives don't make loud noises. Knives don't require mm-hmm. reloading. So as long as you've got They're superpowers not. like Alice does and close contact fighting isn't is, is viable for you. Sure.
1: To be fair in the resident evil universe, at least in the resident evil universe in films, guns do not need reloading either.
2: Are they like sci-fi guns, or is it just like they video ju- game logic? No
1: one, no one, no one ever reloads a gun. I
2: did notice they <laughs> must have guns like pouring out their ears because every time somebody's gun ran out of bullets, they just chucked it, They throw it. it. They just throw <laughs> it, and I'm like, guys, like Let's... I thought you were just talking about how you need to find bullets. What are you going to put your bullets in?
0: Uh, when mm. when Carlos is under that vehicle and he runs out of bullets and like just chucks one, he chucks his gun at a zombie, and then. Just a little bit further up from where he's crone, there's randomly a gun there. And I was very confused because like a... I didn't think that was one of his guns. I... It was just... But you
1: got to understand that in this world, guns are just on the ground like pennies. Yeah. Like, you, you just pick one up and then it's... It was just there under the vehicle. And I was like, well, that's fucking convenient. What the yeah. hell?
2: <laughs> where did that knife come... Or the gun come from? Also,
1: um, back to LJ and him being horrible. He turns whilst in the truck with kmart while everyone is fighting these super zombies okay there's this b-plot where they're trying to create like a cure or a way to domesticate the Mm -hmm. zombies and stuff like that
0: and isaacs just goes in on making it worse
1: (laughs) is isaacs (laughs) and glenn yes so yeah that's the thing i was just like okay they get to a point where like the zombie can like use a camera
2: yeah, it was and,
1: cute. And uh, knows what to do with a cell phone and stuff. And they give him this Did block Did you say that thing. was cute? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I liked him for a little for a minute. I was like, aw.
1: He You're like, it's to like do. the movie Fido. Fido. They're going to have the zombie as a
0: pet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and then uh, they give him one of those children's things where they put yeah, the shape the into a hole that's shaped like a shape. And then <laughs> he can't put, a uh, one shape into the hole it's not supposed to go into, it's and mad. I don't know. I that made that would also make me uh, homicidally violent as well. Yeah, I also
0: like how there was like, did someone just hit a button to release those restraints, or were those the worst restraints in the world? Because he just stands up and is like, nope, no restraints, let's go.
1: Also, Ian Glenn like locks the other guy.
2: Like, why was that necessary? You could have let him out.
1: <laughs> yep. So um, he then goes up uh, and grabs a bunch of zombies to make them uh, super aggressive, like the building block zombie, and releases them into the wild so they will find Alice. And then they do this really weird thing where the um, they're tracking her movements and stuff like that, and they go out to the field to, like, I guess, watch it and respond to it, but um and they shut her down
2: yeah they just they just turn her off she's got an off switch
1: like she's a robot or something yeah and that's the thing they never say it's she's got like the serum in it in her and all that stuff i understand that but they never said that they put any like implants in her or anything and i don't know how they're weaponizing the t-virus to be able to just put her in like Sleep mode.
0: <laughs> yeah, like yeah. well. Also, they're able to watch through her perspective the whole time. So I don't.
2: Yeah, like they, but they only use it when she's coming up to kill them. Like that's the first time I think we see them looking out through her eyes, and they're like, "Oh shit, she's coming, mm-hmm. she's coming, she's coming." Uh, but they're trying to turn her off, but they can't, and it does not explain either how they are able to turn her off, nor how she was able to fry a circuit on a little chip in a satellite orbiting earth (laughs) and then regain power over herself again. Nope. No explanation. Just
1: Alice. (laughs) The original Elsa. there's
0: Alice. Like, I just want to, like a ditty to go along with her name when she just does something that it's, Oh, Alice. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Wah, wah, as someone has blood pouring out of their eyes, <laughs> <laughs> which also, so yeah, when, when they head towards Vegas and there's that, you know, tanker that's sitting there that Alice is like, Oh, it's full of zombies. And then the zombies start pulling out of the, just pouring out of the tanker.
2: It's another freaking mm-hmm. clown car. It's another
0: clown car. Holy <laughs> How hell. How did There's all like...
2: How many of <laughs> them were in there?
0: 50 plus zombies pouring and out of also, that damn
1: thing. And also, if there were so many of them in there, and the thing was being held by a helicopter, they are super aggressive zombies, right? <laughs> so I'm imagining that it would be very difficult to fly the helicopter because they would all... Be like bumping up against each other, <laughs> just be other like pissed this. swinging at
0: each other, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like all fast and stuff too, because they were like Uber zombies. <laughs> and so
0: also, I'm I'm curious on if these I don't know weird ass Uber zombies they put in this were they were trying to make them be a variation of Crimson Heads, which in the game in the first game I think when it was re released, if you killed a zombie and you didn't burn the body or blow its head off. When you came back, hours later, if you had basically taken too long, because I think almost it's a time constraint thing that you've been playing the game for this long, those zombies get back up and they basically just have red skin and are angry as hell and sprint at you. And so instead mm. of being slow shambly, they just dead sprint. hmm
1: Hmm. Well, you're going to have to keep wondering because we don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: Well, not only that, but they're not crimson. So I was like, if those are supposed to be crimson heads, they're the worst damn crimson heads I've ever seen.
1: (laughs) Yes. So um, they managed to make it out alive while, whilst also having lost uh, stupid LJ, (laughs) who in the process of killing him, he also bit Carlos. So there's that. There goes Carlos. And then uh, also Mike is Disney Prince Mikey.
2: Who's not my favorite in this band. I have another favorite, but Mikey does get... Uh,
1: is, it, is it Cliff? Was that his name?
2: I don't know. It's the Cowboy oh, Sniper. The Cowboy? I really, really <laughs> like the Cowboy Sniper.
1: Fun fact about him.
2: Oh, yes, tell me. Uh,
1: that actor's name is Lyndon Ashby. Now he's most famous for playing Dylan O'Brien's character, Styles' father, on the MTV uh, Teen Wolf television oh. series. Uh, but prior to that, he was most famous for being the original Johnny Cage in the first Mortal Kombat movie.
2: He was my, he was this movie's Nikolai. I didn't ship him with anyone, but life (laughs) wanted him to live. And I was in the process of writing the note.
0: Maybe he and life are going to make it out of this.
2: (laughs) I was in the process of writing the note if anything happens to that fucking cowboy I swear and before I can finish typing it there he went
0: just just falls off onto the Vegas Eiffel Tower
1: landing Also, all the zombies they fall right into the sand they're good and he just like like bam. All,
2: like it was a it was a <laughs> marked thunk when he hits that like Part of the Eiffel Tower. All mm. right. Oh,
0: right. So we kind of glossed over. They went to Las Vegas to try to find gas.
2: Oh, yeah. Yes. So that
0: they could try to go to Alaska, because that's a journal that she fin- that Alice finds. She's like, it says that you know there's no infected there, and they've been apparently broadcasting on some radio. They need to go to Alaska. Question. They drive to Vegas holy crap Is that not look like the vegas strip i just want to be clear on that yeah. <laughs> yes. i just went through a practically post-apocalyptic vegas strip it looks nothing like that <laughs> i live here i
2: did like the aesthetic of it i liked for one like this whole movie like it's been so bright which we talked about like everything happens in daylight everything's really well lit um, I like the overall color palette compared with that 2000s blue that everything else was in at this time. Um, mm-hmm. I, I liked the look of the like partially. <laughs>
1: everything else becomes a 2010s purple pretty soon. So uh, <laughs> enjoy this while you can.
2: <laughs> Which is why I prefer the Mad Max um, original version to the black and chrome version. Because those colors mm-hmm. are so warm and so saturated. And that is so rare anymore. I mean, less rare now, but leading up to that, it was. Everything was blue and then mm-hmm. it was all purple. And we
1: Yeah, the Black and Chrome Mad Max Fury Road is awful.
2: I didn't hate it. I thought it eh. Anyway. <laughs> also, Mad yeah. Max Fury Road <laughs> is my favorite movie, full stop. Um, I love that movie so much. Every time I watch it, I'm like, good god. God, this is the best movie of the decade. It's so fucking good. So I was Sorry. already more well-disposed towards this one because I was like, you know what? It's trying to be Mad Max.
0: <laughs> well, so this, this movie is shot by the same... It's got the same cinematographer for from the first movie, actually. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that this movie and the first movie look better than... leaps and bounds the second movie did the second movie did nothing for me and i think this one looks better than the first one except
2: the action scenes they're so poorly shot no they're they're and and that's the point of the movie right like there's very little plot like the the plot is alice finds some people there's a secret lab we're going to alaska the end
0: (laughs) straight up (laughs) until they get to that las vegas trip moment like
2: It's so boring.
0: This movie has the audacity of being boring as hell for 50 minutes. I made a
2: note. (laughs) I was like, wow, this is taking such a longer time to get where I thought they were going to get to. Like, it's been a long time, and I feel like very little has happened. Because the exposition, it's a lot of exposition that doesn't Mm. actually explain anything. So you feel like, what is the point of all this exposition? It's not explaining anything that actually needs to be explained.
1: Because it just starts you at a new zero. Because, again, there is so much stuff that's set up at the tail end of the second movie that this movie just says, nah.
0: I feel like each of the movies have done that, though. Like The first movie, at at the end of the movie, it's like, well, she wakes up in the apocalypse and you're like oh what the fuck and then there's a clear jump i feel like to what is happening in the next or in the second movie even though i guess it, it kind of picks up but it's just drastically different like each movie feels drastically different than the last one
2: yeah mm. i there that was one of I was like what a what a massive disjoint between this and the last one i didn't have that context for the last one because again i've never seen the first one um so it, it could have done that i didn't know it did give a nice little five minute recap of the first one which i appreciated uh this one gave you no such recap it was just like we're in the desert now motherfuckers like everything you know is irrelevant now and we're not gonna explain any of the new shit
1: and sienna gilroy couldn't be in this because she was doing the movie adaptation of aragon Oh. oh that's why Jill Valentine isn't in it. I question. was curious. Oh, yeah, that cause... was a question
2: I hadn't gotten to yet. I was like, "Where the fuck is Jill? Why is Carlos here and no Jill?" I didn't particularly care for Carlos, but I didn't like Jill's <laughs> outfit, but I like Jill just fine. Uh that wow, what a decision she made. Um mm-hmm,
0: yeah. Jill in the second movie just who the fuck are
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck?
2: It's are the you? same vibe as am I a bat
1: it's I have fucking, I have bat. fucking bat.
2: Same energy Yeah
1: exactly <laughs> Oh my gosh So um, yeah Oh, one thing I wanted to talk about is I really like the sound Of the first two movies In terms of like the soundtrack The first mm. film was scored by Marco Beltrami Who um, people might know From scoring the Scream films He scored mm. all of those Very industrial sounds Mm -hmm. you
2: know how I love the screen and
1: and uh he scored it alongside Marilyn Manson which is where a lot of the sort of techno-y bits that you hear in Mm -hmm. it come from and they use some of it here but not enough of it um I and I I don't know if they think that it the the motif just doesn't work with the visual stylings of Mm -hmm. the film because I think it did lend itself to how um dimly lit and wet <laughs> the first two yeah. movies are well,
0: yeah but i also did the did the second movie sound as much like this because i didn't remember the second movie sounding it, as much like the third and first do in that kind of comparison
1: it, it did in the beginning when we were first getting reintroduced to alice basically every time she came on screen she was like introduced on screen she was introduced with that sound with that particular kind of motif um and you get it maybe like the first 10 minutes of this movie but never again uh it turns into like a regular degular old Mm -hmm. like horns and (laughs) brass you know score and uh that that's a little disappointing i wish i had heard more of that because that's one of the things that i like there's a lot of stuff in these movies that i don't fight people on (laughs) but (laughs) but i i I do like the sound of them generally um and this one is probably has the least of that sound um they end up following um the helicopter back to the umbrella corporation after ian glenn's character dr isaacs escapes not before being bitten by one of the uber zombies (laughs) by the way there's
0: like there's none of those uber zombies on top of that building. And then there's just, screw it, one of them's there and he bites him.
1: Where did they come from? The one with heart.
0: Are hearts. they
2: just spawning out of nowhere? Where are they coming from?
0: <laughs> it, it, I get it's based on a video game, but it doesn't have to take video game logic with it. Like,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, nope, there's the enemy spawn. Go get them.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, they, um, they head back, um, Carlos and Alice...
0: Sheriff smooch. Sure, loves kiss.
1: <sighs> <laughs>
2: I feel um, like how much did she even really interact with Carlos in the second one? Did she interact with him very much?
0: Hey, we don't know what happened in that blank five-year That's
2: period. That's the thing. I feel like yeah,
1: I was going to their say, entire relationship I, like, is
2: off-screen.
1: Yeah, they they have a very MCU romantic entanglement, like the. <laughs> Because like all of the major romantic subplots and stuff that happen in those movies happen off screen, with the exception of Captain America, because his girlfriend, his girlfriend, uh, he 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 quote unquote dies, and then he is revived. Then his girlfriend is an an octogenarian, and then she dies, and there <laughs> there's like a, there's there's that whole thing, and then there's uh, Thor who like has what i can only describe as like sorry this is a detour but like i can only describe (laughs) thor's relationship with natalie portman's jane foster as like uh colleagues who are just like yeah fuck it we've got (laughs) mouths and then we're both
0: attractive why not mm
1: -hmm. and then uh and then you have pepper Potts and iron man whose entire romance every major event in their romantic relationship takes place off screen every them them actually finally getting together them getting married them having like um, a kid (laughs) a a kid them having relationship troubles every single piece of it that would be interesting happens off screen but um so that's the kind of relationship that Alice and carlos have and uh, carlos drives a truck into some zombies and blows himself up with weed
2: Yeah.
0: Pete, just choice way to go out.
2: (laughs) My thought was, he turned that truck over. Is it going to
0: work fast enough?
2: (laughs) Way too early. He may
0: get that initial head rush.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was also my thought. I was like, what's this going to do for you? You're going to die before any of that works. Um, But also, I feel like he turned the truck over way too soon. I thought he was going to get in the thick of them, you know, squish a few more. Mm Mm-hmm. That was my logistical problem with that. I was like, you what, You didn't wait long enough to turn your truck over to squish some more zombies. <laughs>
1: also, well, yeah, what's because this... Or to blow up the fence because they still had to ram through the fence.
0: Yeah. What's this, like, courageously, the cowardly dog fucking house out in the middle of damn nowhere that's the umbrellas, like... A hiding facility? I
1: was so <laughs> confused. With its husband, Eustace Baird! Yeah!
2: <laughs> I was so confused about the locations in the beginning. Where we saw that Alice thing, I was like, oh, she's in a mansion? How'd she get in a hospital? Cool. How'd they get in the, <laughs> the desert? Like, it does not explain <laughs> to you that they're underground at all. You don't see, like... You see someone coming up from the floor, but I guess I didn't make the connect. I was like, where the fuck are they? How do you get to the desert so quick? I thought it was raining a second ago. I was deeply confused about the location from <laughs> the beginning
1: so uh she runs down there and um but prior to her getting down there ian glenn's character uh has been uh shooting himself full of the antivirus for the teen virus because he was bitten by one of the super Super zombies zombies. so um and (laughs) what was uh,
0: what was his line for that of you know, I made them so strong. I have to take so much of this. As he's dumped like seven vials into himself. Mm-hmm.
1: And then there is a uh, a snotty Englishman in a suit with a bad haircut. Oh, I liked uh, him too because we love those. And yeah, I did. You? You did.
2: Why, why? Why do I like anyone? <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: Okay. What? What about him? Did it for you? I'm just curious. Not the like
1: accent. there wasn't even anyone to show. Him. <laughs>
2: his suit and i kind of and i kind of liked his face
1: okay i I ship him i ship him with his uh, (laughs) with his job yeah he he was i
2: didn't want him to die i made a note i was like everybody i like in this one fucking dies
1: (laughs) okay so i knowing nothing about the video games, Mm -hmm. what was your reaction when the tentacles happened (laughs) in his or just his face orifices
2: Uh, okay (laughs) That, that was my reaction I was like I guess I'm gonna have to have Nevin tell me who the fuck this is supposed to be because sure we've got tentacles now we've got a fucking lobster claw that turns into tentacles why the fuck not
1: and the like, video game movies are always the funnest because Micah is always like. We did the Tomb Raider episode and and I was just like, yeah, she goes and she upsets some sort of ancient spirit because she's taking stuff from graveyards and stuff. And then sometimes there's a T Rex. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that's actually super accurate. Why not? Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I feel like I need to send you a picture of the Tyrant just so you get.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, <I laughs> why this
0: is he's not accurate. To
2: look like. He's... Okay. Nevin might take offense to this one. I... Probably <laughs> Um, I liked this tyrant. Oh, there he is. Oh, well, you know, there's still lobster claws.
0: Yeah, they're less y and they're more just like a big-ass claw yeah. on one arm. He
2: looks like if Colossus from the Deadpool movies was filled with lava and had claws. That's what he looks like. Okay, eh,
0: okay I could see it. They're real white and big claw. Here's yeah, okay. another
2: one where he's, like, so, goopier.
0: Well, the, some of these pictures are also just different versions of the tyrant. Like, the first mm. version of the tyrant they're going for is definitely, he's got one big claw, weird thing over his heart, and mm. he ships people on a
1: giant claw. That's yeah, what he he's does. Got,
2: he's got, like, Wolverine claws, kind of. Yeah,
1: Uh, but his only superpower here seems to be uh, throwing people through walls and getting thrown through walls. Whoa! Yeah, also that like
0: telekinetic screech that he has sends Alice just through a wall.
2: (laughs) My, (laughs) I
0: wasn't expecting um,
2: that. So my thing that's probably gonna offend Nevin. uh, I like him as a creature design more than I liked the Nevis the Nemesis. The nemesis was so fucking goofy <laughs> with his no lips and his flared pants. I thought he was goofy. This guy, like, he's still got a little bit of Ian Glenn's face, but there's some decent prosthetics happening, I think, in addition to the mm-hmm. CGI that they're using on him. I thought the stuff over his heart was freaky. Um, the tentacles were, you know, they were tentacles, but... He did
1: <laughs> they sort of just like hung like yeah, a Yeah, he
2: did kill my my suit boy um <laughs> gruesomely. So that I thought was like an effective death if we're going for like mm-hmm. horror style gore. Um so I I overall preferred the creature design in this to the last one just because I thought it was a it was a bit more visceral It was a bit bloodier, which I expect from a zombie movie. Like, the zombie dogs, which you Mm -hmm. not inaccurately referred to as, what, lasagna monsters? Is that what (laughs) you But they, But they looked like they were, like, rotting. Like, you could see the flesh. Like, I thought they were freaking... They're still Dobermans. I don't know where all these purebred Dobermans are coming from. Rudy. Rudy. uh, pa-
1: <laughs> Paul W S Anderson and Melio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> also, podcast cat is making an appearance. Like I can't get him to go away quietly. Um, but yeah, I I liked the creature design in this one more than I liked the last one, and I don't think it's because it looked less like the video game. I thought maybe they just had a better prosthetics budget. Uh, That's probably
1: and, fair. And less See, player hands. Yeah.
0: It, it's it's just jarring when in the previous ones at least they were pretty accurate.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And then in this one, they were like, well, let's take what is probably the, the tyrant is one of the most prolific monsters in all of Resident mm. Evil. And then they're yeah. just like, eh, fuck it. We won't be accurate with this one. Yeah. And
1: in the first game, in the first game, correct me if I'm wrong, Evan, it's Albert Wesker, the guy in the sunglasses at the end of the table in all the boardroom scenes isn't he the one that turns into the first tyrant in the first game?
0: No, he awakens the tyrant and that tyrant shivs his ass. Like that big oh. claw that he has. The tyrant mm-hmm. when when he wakes up, breaks out of his tube thing and just skewers Wesker on it and then for the, you know, for the rest of I don't know, the next few games, you're like Wesker's dead, but he was an asshole and then he comes back in the fifth one. So, whatever. And he's basically Neo in the fifth one, which I'm sure I dropped off on these movies, but I'm sure that later on when Wesker comes back, he's in a full big black duster, shades and being Neo. I certainly (laughs) hope so. Oh, 100%. I'm certain it's there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so he is uh, killed by going into the laser room uh which is and this movie has so many callbacks to the first one specifically because they assumed that that it was going to be the last one i remember the tv spots when this movie came out it was all like see the epic conclusion to the resident evil saga and stuff like that so it was very much trying to be like the end of an era kind of thing
2: (laughs) and then surprise uh, i think
1: well
0: there's also like an interesting thing that i remember like every trailer for this movie had that big fire explosion of the crows and crap. And then, like, Mm -hmm. that set piece just kind of sucks, except for that one moment. Like, Mm -hmm. the moment that looks cool is her standing in the middle of, well, I guess ash and feathers and explosion. Mm -hmm. Like, that looks really cool. It's a genuinely awesome-looking scene. Just the crow piece yeah, it's just things.
2: very short i did think <laughs> the <laughs> and then, cgi and, on the crows though when you just see them like surrounding the place i did think that was really bad no. <laughs> that cgi yeah. is not good. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: and also the movie was sold like sold sold on the idea that basically the entire thing was gonna be in vegas and they're in vegas for like one even
2: <laughs> the summary on netflix says something about Alice um, da is wandering Las Vegas with Carlos or whatever. And I was like, she doesn't spend that much time with Carlos, and they spend even less time in Vegas.
0: 15, maybe 20 minutes
2: tops,
0: yeah. I would say. <laughs> Long enough
2: for my boy to climb the fucking Eiffel Tower and then die.
0: Long enough <laughs> for me to sit there and be like, I don't think those monuments are in the right order. Like, I think... <laughs> I think the Sphinx and then the statue, and then Paris is further down. the fuck <laughs> um
1: so yeah, the tyrant is killed by the lasers because um, Alice uh, finds a clone of herself, and then the clone uh, we think it dies, but then it comes back to life and decides to laser the tyrant to death.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> And and uh, she comes back out And she threatens the Umbrella Corporation Remaining guys And then she and her clone look out At an army of Alice clones And you know how I... Uh, tried to set you up so you weren't disappointed by the idea that none of the uh, unresolved plot threads from resident evil apocalypse get solved mm-hmm. in this movie i want you to know that the idea of the army of alices is only brought back in one scene in resident evil after that,
2: that was my follow-up question was <coughs> are we ever actually going to go to alaska yes we are going to go to alaska i'll be mm-hmm. damned and then are we actually going to get an army of alice clones for a bit. You know what? I'll take it.
0: See, I... <laughs> and to be fair, I dropped off after Afterlife because I was like, nah, fuck these movies. So after that, it's going to be a brand new world for me.
2: How many of them are we going to make you watch that you haven't seen?
0: Two. Whoa, is it two? No, just one.
1: Just one. Because you just said one. you dropped off after Afterlife.
0: Yeah. And, and And apparently the final movie has a positive rating. So that must just be end of a series nostalgia that's given it that, is my
1: guess. (laughs) I liked it. The only thing I don't like about the last one is that it has truly awful sound design. Like, to the point that, like, uh, all of the gunfire is pitched up to here when all of the dialogue and the rest of the sound design is like, Oh, I hate that.
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot of the sound balancing... Maybe it's just my own audio set here, but I feel like at times that I can barely hear people Yeah, no, talk. I couldn't I hear think, the yeah. dialogue
2: in this very... I, I think that's turn it up Netflix.
1: Yeah, I think that's Netflix because I couldn't... I watched it on Blu-ray and it was... Not- oh, it, it was... Saying, okay, well, the movie just has bad sound design. <laughs> yeah, um, I, like, I think that's just it. But yeah, so the... Oh, yeah, you bought these.
0: <laughs> I bought that whole set. I bought that six Blu-ray set because I was like, what was it, 30 bucks? Screw it.
2: Had you seen uh, them already when you bought it? Uh
0: yeah, no, I'd seen the first three Why or did four buy a thing and then not hate? the last two. Uh you know, it seemed entertaining at the time. <laughs> and he knew he was, was gonna have to do this. <laughs> it was super cheap. I knew I was gonna have to watch them oh, you and did this then recently. also. Yeah, Impressive yeah, not, heart. not Yeah, no, I was I like it, I looked at it and I was like, <laughs> renting each one seems fine, but also just... He's like,
1: I would do anything for love. And <laughs> and also that too, I guess. And I'll do that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: I don't know, it just seemed like a good idea at the time and I've gotten entertainment out of it. Hey, it. Because we'll I get to it. talk about something that I hate.
1: <laughs> um, so yes, um, the film ends with what do you call it? Um, the Alice's all sort of waking up in their different, uh, water pod things.
0: Paul W.S. Anderson was like, sweetie, you're going to be naked. And she was like, gotcha naked a lot (laughs) everywhere. Just multiple.
1: So, uh, and then that is the end of resident evil afterlife or excuse me, resident evil extinction. The all they all run (laughs) together. So, um, when we get back, we're gonna give the movie some freezies.
2: For so long, I thought you were the future. I was wrong. (gasps) I am the future. (laughs) You're just another
0: asshole. Now we're both gonna.
1: And we're back (laughs) And this is the point in the show Where we give the movie Freezies Uh, Y'all know what Freezies are I don't feel like explaining it Uh, (laughs) Nevin, do you have Freezies for Resident Evil Extinction?
0: Uh, Yeah (laughs) So One Now that I live in Vegas I do appreciate a set piece That is supposed to be set in Vegas Even if it's inaccurate Mm -hmm. as hell like, there's a whole building built through, basically, you know, the Paris, the Eiffel Tower thing. And that building that's, like, in between the legs wouldn't just nope the hell out of there and leave that structure perfectly there. But I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> if if you're going to have a set piece, the Strip is the place to do it. Um, I also appreciate the consistency of LJ keeping his damn guns.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was
0: a nice you know that's nice even if he's an asshole um <laughs> yeah after that i don't i don't know if there's anything positive for me to say other than the fact that again how an action movie is supposed to be boring for the first 50 damn minutes is beyond me <laughs> it's an
2: impressively long amount of exposition that explains nothing i,
0: I was i was so happy that you were also bored mm-hmm. because i was like am i i know i'm a little distracted right now but I feel like there's
1: nothing trying to keep my attention mm-hmm. here. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and Micah, do you have freezies? I do. For Resident Evil Extinction.
2: My first freezee goes to my handsome cowboy sniper gone too soon. Uh, I wanted him to live. Nikolai 2.0. <laughs> no one I love ever lives.
0: Uh, I'm just gonna say, with these movies, or do you just have like the kiss of death I with think it?
2: I do. Everyone, every
0: character. There
2: have been three characters so far that was like, yeah, I like that one. And all of them have died. (laughs) So we'll see who I can kill in the next one. I'm excited. Uh, My second freezy goes to the absolutely wild disconnect between the last one and this one. They were like, hey, you remember everything that (laughs) happened? Well, forget it. Because none of it is relevant anymore. And I was so confused. Plus all of the like... Callbacks to the first one, which I haven't watched, which only made me more confused. Yeah, there was there was a lot of confusion <laughs> happening. uh My last freezy, my last freezy, I'm gonna give to you, Nevin, for still being our friend, <laughs> even though just, we've done this to you twice, and we're gonna keep doing it.
0: <laughs> I just when you talked about that, I just realized that like Resident Evil is like the Who's lines of it anyways movies, where like. Screw it. All the superpowers are made up and nothing that happens in these damn movies matters anyways. Yep. (laughs) Like from movie to movie. It's just like, ah, fuck it.
2: We're gonna make you do this what, three more times?
1: Two more times. Oh, just two. two. Oh, well
2: that's not there's there's I thought there were seven of these.
1: Six. There are six.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yes, there are six. Well, only twice. You're halfway
2: done.
0: Listen, we can totally watch the final movie as a thing it doesn't have to be for the podcast (laughs) Uh, i have a
2: feeling whatever your like come back to the show when we've given you a choice i feel like that revenge is going to be epic i'm kind (laughs) of scared (laughs) so those are my freezies, cj uh what do you have for us
1: so the first freezy that i have goes to the level of vanity i think that it takes to digitally reconfigure mm-hmm. just your face in every scene of the movie that you're in like mila dog yeah. <laughs> I, I i like it was very distracting
0: it's in the contract
1: uh the second friezy I have goes to those little bits and pieces that you could still hear of Marco Beltrami and Marilyn Mance's score. I really like the score. It's like one of my favorite things. Um, so the bit of that that I could see or that I could hear, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh I really liked. And you know what? Just uh because it really wasn't gonna come from anywhere else, I've got a hunch from Rockadoodle Best Supporting Performance to award. And that is to Ashanti just trying her best.
2: That's fair. <laughs> Nurse Betty. I support playing
1: it. poor Nurse Betty who survived to the end of the world and was just gonna get dick wherever she was gonna get it and died because of
0: it. <laughs> it's like too bad the person giving her dick was a dick.
1: Uh, so, um, pour one out for poor Nurse Betty who did nothing wrong but talk like ai for no reason (laughs) so ashanti gets the best supporting uh actress award this week from me for resident evil extinction as nurse betty so those are my freezies um this is the point of the show where we decide whether or not the movie is still fresh or freezer burnt um I'm gonna go still fresh, cause I still pretty much enjoyed myself. I like this world, I like living in it. I think this movie is the most visually interesting <laughs> of the movies. Um, living in it? No. <laughs> <laughs> living in, <laughs> shut up.
2: I mean, we and- kind of are, to be fair.
0: No, but yeah, it's not. Yeah,
2: enjoyable. we're not liking it. We're not having a good time.
1: Um, I-, I like it when uh, pretty people are living in it on my TV. Not living in it myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, Turns out, so- when you live
2: in it yourself, it just means that you make a fuck ton of pasta and like cry to yourself because you haven't seen another human in nine days.
1: Can we talk about the mental breakdown risotto? It's happened? <laughs> I was about to say, like, how's that risotto? <laughs> it's happened twice this week. <laughs> and there's enough for another pot. <laughs> so, I have
2: made apocalypse spaghetti three times.
0: <laughs> y'all got your consistent meals. It's good, you know. It's a it's a source of comfort.
1: Hey. True. That's all you gotta say. So, um, what say y'all? <laughs> Nevin?
0: thanks. thing's burn as hell. <laughs> it's,
1: just,
0: it's, it's, it's like Pluto, which we found out was just a frozen rock. Just jettison it. Get the <laughs> hell out of here. <laughs> oh
2: man, that means I'm the tiebreaker. And I'm... <laughs> really conflicted. Let it out. I'm... Go gonna it. give it. a still fresh, I think. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what was that sound? Uh, that's so we dying. found our it's our fine. sound to play during the break. It's not from the movie. It's just Nevin. <laughs> just, Nevin,
0: how do you feel about this movie? Uh. <laughs>
2: I'm going to give it to it for um, Alice's steampunk Mad Max costume. I liked that. I liked my sniper cowboy until the very end. Um, I liked her kookery knives. Uh, Yeah, I think the things I liked outweighed the things I didn't in this one. So I'm going to, even though the first 15 minutes were boring as fuck, I'm going to give it a so fresh. So.
1: Hey. Two out of three ain't bad for Resident <laughs> Evil <laughs> Extinction.
2: So now we're, now we're... Yeah, it's it's still tied because I think I went with Nevin on the last one and said it was freezer burnt. This time I went with you and said it was still fresh. So we'll see what happens with the, the next one. I don't know what it's called. If,
0: maybe if it doesn't bore the hell out of me, even I might like it, but I'm not even certain at this point.
2: <laughs> we're making Nevin question his entire existence by putting him through this.
0: Like, again... Two of them I haven't even seen, so maybe there's a roundabout point, or maybe it, you know, after you subject your brain to it too many (laughs) times, your brain just numbs itself, and it's like, well, this was better than the previous shit sandwich, so (laughs) positives.
2: We'll wear you down. We'll wear you down eventually. Uh, so that was that was Resident Evil, uh, Extinction. Yes. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Sure was. Uh, the names are all nouns that are the different versions of the same noun, so it's going to be hard for me to remember. Uh, Nevin, thank you so much for um, letting us subject you to this again.
0: I mean, truly my pleasure. I'm always, I'm always down. I get to talk about little bits of things that I like in between the fact that they're made for movies that I hate. <laughs>
2: well, there you go. <laughs> Positives. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? What would you like to plug? Uh,
0: If I'm on a social media platform, I'm there as NevStorm5. So if you're curious about anything that I do, just search (laughs) NevStorm5.
2: Very good. CJ, where can people find you on the internet?
1: You can find me at CJ period. That's C-E-E-J-A-Y and the word period. I'm assuming you know how to spell it at uh, twitter and instagram i also have a secondary show called dan and cj's group chat colon the podcast uh where me and dan purcell friend of the pod uh talk about stuff and then um those episodes come out periodically whenever we want to there is a new episode a really recent episode about the effect that the COVID 19 situation is having on culture at large and also we talk about the year 2008 and how it's responsible for all of the pop culture that we consume today so uh you can check that out wherever you find your podcasts
2: yeah that is a great episode everybody definitely check that out you can find me at micah renee b on twitter and at lowkey stroke the lemur on instagram um i was a guest on our sister show um the k-bay podcast hosted by um two-time guest michael who is the best and also robbie also the best um that shows a great time so if you want to hear me be thirsty and talk about k dramas (laughs) that's where you can find that content um at kbay podcast or at k underscore podcast on twitter is where you can find them you can find the show at below 32 pod everywhere that is facebook twitter and instagram give us a like give us a follow um, drop us a review if you would give us a five star review. That helps other people find the show easier. If you don't think it's five stars, we'd love to hear why. We always want to know what we can be doing better. Uh, CJ, what are we watching next week?
1: There is a film, a someone called a legendary film. Oh, uh, that we are going to be watching. It is about a mobster who has to kidnap the brother of a federal prosecutor at the behest of his mob boss and when he futzes that up uh, uh, extra backup has to be sent in uh, that mobster is played by one Ben Affleck and that backup is played by one Jennifer Lopez yes we are watching Gigli next week on the podcast no. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening oh <laughs> It's happening. <laughs> Get pumped.
2: Oh. <laughs>
1: Did you just die? A little my, bit? Maybe we'll like I've it. I've
2: gone my whole life <laughs> <laughs> not watching that movie. <sighs> well, tune in next week <laughs> to hear me go through that. <laughs> Damn it. Special thanks to Riley Watson, AKA W for our awesome theme song. Uh, Nevin, thanks again for still being friends with us. Despite all of this that we're doing to you.
1: It's a struggle. Just when you thought Nevin had it bad. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to watch Geely
2: next week. So count your fucking blessings. Uh, So, that was our show. That was that was our second round of tormenting our friend Nevin. Uh, check it check it out. The show next week to hear CJ torment me. And uh, until then, uh, y'all stay frosty.
1: <laughs> we're gonna have to rent Julie. <laughs> <laughs>